Here's the real bit. I remember. I want to ask everybody. Okay. Here, uh, here's the real bit. Mm-hmm. If you had your own music festival that you could name after a a an amusement park or b your favorite sports team stadium, which one would you rather do? Hmm. Your favorite amusement? Your favorite amusement park? Yeah. I I, I did the mm. valid fucking all perimeter homework on this one. To be real, the the album and the festival is named after the one Six Flags Park that used to be across the street from the original Astrodome in Houston. That's why it's called Astro World. Has nothing to do with the Houston yeah, yeah. Astros, but the fact that right. everything's in like the same neighborhood, that's why they share the name like Astro World as I mean, basically, like how Wrigleyville is all of Wrigley Field. And if I wanted to hold a fucking, you know, festival in Wrigleyville, uh, fuck, how would I sell that? I mean, my Southern influence would just call it the Trill at the at the Ville. But that mm. wouldn't work. It wouldn't fucking work. Trill at the Ville. You just call it Clark and Addison. Flat. Clark and Addison would be fucking classic, though. Clark and Addison is very, very appropriate. The name of the festival? Yeah. If I actually had to do it, just call it Clark and Addison. You know what? What up? I would go with, and maybe this isn't super tasteful given, you know, given what happened at Astroworld, but mm-hmm. I'm going with... I'm going with the Madhouse on Madison. There it is. Oh. He took the best one. <laughs> he did. You're God damn asshole. it, D-Truth. God damn it. Oh! Yeah. Why did he take yeah, that from under us? That's why Shy towns in the house. Shy towns in the house. Absolutely. We here, baby. We here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we out here, though. Uh, TV, <laughs> does, does the fun doesn't stop at the trop? Is that what we're doing? Too long. Mm. It's... Yeah, too long. Are you headlining the? Beach I'm thinking like drop at the. Tro- I'm thinking just like drop at the trop. Drop at the trop. Does work. The drop at the trop. I mean, the Madhouse on Madison. That's the winner. That takes the cake. That's the winner. Yeah. Like there's. I mean, that, to, be, to be fair, a big I, gap, and then everything else. Right. <laughs> right. Like. Right. Of theme parks, though, like the obscure theme parks, like Astro World, where you have to kind of be from Texas to know what that is. Right. Would be like Ohio, and you do like Kings Island. Yes, in Cincinnati. Right. Like that's the only other spot I could say you could name a festival. Okay. All right, Truth, you win. I bet there are more. True. Hey, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, on the realer oh, note, on the reason why you know we make that, I guess, wild stab at it. It's just it's. Okay. It's fresh and hot in the news right now of the backlash of what happened at the third annual Astro World Tour. And it's devastating to what's happening. It is not the first time that this has happened at anything related to music of any kind. But Travis Scott and company are going to be in a world of hurt. And... I'm not going to say that this is negligence at the parties at hand, but I just, where a lot of the situations that presented themselves that could have been avoided, 
it, I, I feel like that that is probably the biggest problem that everybody's staring this in the face of what we could have done to prevent this. And, you know, again, having two musicians here on the pod who have performed in front of audiences could probably, you know, say not just the basic standards of code in a building and parties occupying, but it's just making sure that not everybody's also having a good time, but making sure that everybody is safe. What say you, D-Truth Professional? Ah, yo. Well, what I will say is that I do a lot of performing. Yo, uh, very, very shameless plug uh, for any of you guys in the Tampa Bay area. Um, I host an all-genres jam session at a Ruby's Elixir downtown St. Petersburg every Tuesday night. So every Tuesday night, I am on stage with homies, and I'm jamming out on the bass guitar, play a little bit of everything, and people are getting rowdy and that's what you do as a performer you know you're performing music you're you're setting up the party you're setting up the atmosphere and sometimes people get a little too drunk sometimes there's people falling on stage or dancing too hard and and what i do or what the band does is we rely on security to to keep things in order we rely on secure like if somebody comes on stage like we're not going to throw them off you know security comes in you know just yokes them be like hey you know you got to get the fuck out of here so really it is the responsibility of security or the venue to maintain the order of of the whole establishment you know? when i was at three and, points somebody broke this down to me actually like in the order if something like this happens it literally goes Venue, company that you know sells for the event. Your promoter, Prom- yes, promoter. Thank you. And then uh, the last liable person actually is the artist. But you know, of everything that is happening right now, almost every single person is at fault here. And you know, that's that's the worst part. Nobody can even point fingers at each other. Every single party involved is at trouble. And Live Nation is already lining up to make sure that they name everybody, despite they're probably one of the very first persons that have been served a class action suit. I mean, not to correct on what you said earlier, Esther, bro, but I think this 100% comes down to negligence on all parties' fronts. Like, I, I listen, I've never performed live in front of an audience, so I have little experience, no experience compared to D-Truth and Foresight. However, when it comes down to it, and you read the articles of what happened, this event was poorly, poorly, poorly understaffed as far as security goes, like what D-Truth was mentioning, and also as far as medical personnel in general. And a lot of this shit couldn't have been avoided, but... Listen, a lot, like you said, Live Nation and, you know, whatever security company they had hired for it. And also, you know, Travis Scott's, you know, business is going to be hurting from this for a while because this was a tragedy. It really Uh was, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Without a doubt, man. Foresight, your your final take. It boils down to two things. As someone who comes from the performance entertainment side and has spent time – in the professional sports mm-hmm. side, right? Mm-hmm. Large events, huge crowds, tens of thousands plus, right? Um, 
what you see is the venue and their security staff are immediately in charge if anything goes down. Right. That's number one. Mm -hmm. The promoter is second, but the venue is paid by the promoter, right? So if the promoter's like, yo, I want Travis to do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, and Travis has a long history. And do what he wants. And do what he wants. And Drake, same deal. Mm -hmm. Then the securities, you might be lighting a little lax, right? You might have an instance where the hired security is a fan of Travis or a fan of Drake, and they're spending more time watching the show than paying attention to what's going on. They either, A, are scared to death because they have no idea what's going to happen, or B, they know the notorious side of those shows and what how the crowd's going right. to react. And in some instances, for concert, these guys are never been concert security before. They're just paid, or they're like some fraternity that some guy knows to just stand in front of the rails and pull girls over when they pass out. Truth. How many no. new faces do you recognize every week when you play compared to the uh, regulars? Um, so I'm going to say that Ruby's – so it's a small – it's a small club. Yeah. Small, uh, small bar. I'd say, you know, probably seats maybe 60. Maybe there's – Maybe there's 40, 50 people in at one time. And I think uh, maybe half of those people are people that I don't recognize every every single time. So let's go 25 people. But the difference of what you do and what you play, you don't have a catered demographic that's going to act a certain way, regardless if it's a new experience for them. Would you agree or disagree? Uh, I would I would agree. All right. And then what I was observing from social media, people usually from TikTok or Instagram, who are saying this was their first music festival experience. Like this is anybody who's between the ages of late teenage years to mid-20s. And saying that this was the most horrifying thing that they've experienced and would make them regret seeing something live again. This, this leads into my next question. Does this event impact other genres? And this isn't just rap and hip hop who also incites this, right? We're talking metal. We're talking hard rock. We're talking punk shows. Even fucking old country throwdowns, mon frères, okay? <laughs> People are going to get rowdy. Is this going to be the stick in the mud that ruins the fun for everybody else? Is this the one thing that one bad apple spot uh, spoils the bunch? Is is this what it's going to come down to? Is like, does this lawsuit make an outcome where everybody takes a step back and like, we, we got to figure something else about this? I mean, like, I, I want to hear everybody's opinion. TV, I want to hear you go first. I mean, to be honest with you, like as fucked up as it sounds, like I think if there was a massive outbreak of like COVID-19, I think that probably would be more of the situation. But what I think is just going to happen is honestly is it's going to – there's going to be extra steps taken. I would hope from now on for, for similar shows like this. I mean, listen, everybody knows it right now. There's – you know, 
a ton of places are having a hard time finding places, uh, people to work. And I'm sure that medical staff and security is no different, really. To kind of double back on what you said, I think what is going to be the the reason why people have so much outrage and people like young people who have went to Astroworld as their first live event. I think when you see the videos of like people running up to the camera guys and, you know, telling them like, hey, like there's something like really going like bad happening. Like people are falling down all over the place. Someone's walking around with a syringe, sticking people in the neck. Like, you know, that is the stuff that it's like, it's hard to watch, you know, and that is the things where I don't know if it's going to be the the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to say, where it's there's not going to be festivals anymore. Cause Absolutely not. Happen, right? Fuck no. They are but never think, going to end but I think what, uh, festivals. No, 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 no. Of course not. But what I think what's going to happen is there's going to be certain protocols that are going to need to be met from now on because, you know, this can't happen. Foresight disagrees. You know. Nothing is going to be that. Does he? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to change? Yeah. I, be- I, I believe Nothing that 100%. Will I believe that 100%. It's honestly. all about the cash, right? There's always this assumed you enter an event like that at your own risk whether it be baseball, battle, football, concert, whatever, right? That's what the disclaimer you're, you're is for pull, on the back of the ticket. You're pulling for the notorious right? one. You're pulling for the notorious one. But the issue is this is not the first time, and this is not even the worst one. And it's not going to be the last. And it's not going to be the last, No, right? Any soccer fan, especially of the EPO, will point to Liverpool and Hillsborough Yep. And if you haven't watched that at 30 for 30, go watch it. That's a fantastic point, right? actually. That is by far point. the worst event of all of these types of events. Mm-hmm. The Who had it in the early 70s. It's happened at EDM Festival. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to forget about it in about two weeks whenever the next big thing goes down. Truth. Last word. So I'm I'm going to make it unanimous here. Nothing is going to change industry wide or festival wide. Now, certainly, this is going to this is going to impact Travis. I mean, obviously, and but Travis Scott already had a reputation for like his shows being like really fucking crazy, and you know, like all I hear people talking about is you know raging. Travis Scott, it's like, yo, let's rage. Let's rage. Like, his shows are super, like, this was the show that it would happen at. And and I remember they were talking, you know, a lot about, you know, 6ix9ine, you know, when he was, you know, doing his thing and, you know, how his music incites violence and how, you know, there would have to be larger, like, insurance deposits or many venues didn't want to take him because... Because his shows, you know, would be more likely or more prone to violence than than other ones. So I don't think that this changes everything for every festival, you know, but certainly this is going to, you know, impact him. And I think that there's other artists, you know, in history that that a lot of venues and people have been like, all right, I don't know about this show or this music specifically incites violence, but. I don't think that this is going to have a huge impact to all festivals everywhere. Nah. As the Shy Town represents so hard on this pod tonight, if Chief Keef went back to the Shah 
and said, I got Kanye, Common, E.C. Illa, all these old Chi-Town represents, and Twista's coming out too. Nothing would be. No. <laughs> it wouldn't even be touched. No. They may not even have security in know. the building. Travis's first um, fucking uh, event of this was Lollapalooza in 2015. Right. And that's not even his hometown. No, no, <laughs> and like he, like, to, that's the track record of it, right? Do you guys remember? I don't know if it was Travis Scott or Lil Uzi Vert, but one of them jumped off of like a uh, like a floodlight into the crowd. That's Travis's show. That? Travis. That's Travis's that show. Yeah, yeah. Where you you know, so <laughs> I don't. I didn't hear about that part. So there's some video yeah. going around now. Yeah, if you wanted the whole thing at Astro. Yeah. yeah, you still Travis your shoes because like I guess he jumped off stage and was crowd surfing and somebody stole his Jordans. He shut the whole show down. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you don't get it between a brother and his shoes. We we have one community brother here to confirm on that. <laughs> Especially a man's Jordans, and we're from Shy. Um, you like I know days, we, you're I, likely to get stabbed. No. <laughs> Stab. I mean, they had a, you know, they they had the whole Boondocks. Uh, they had the whole Boondocks moment just over stepping yep. on a shoe. What do you think? If you yeah. steal my shoe, like- don't care if he's <laughs> blind either. Do not care if he's blind. He steps on your shoes. He's losing his leg. I don't care if he's blind. Congratulations, you are now a paraplegic. I do not give. A fuck. Hey Alexa, turn into the Espro TV podcast. I do want to gravely apologize for not putting up a show last week. We actually had some personal things to um, tackle on both in me and TV's end. All good. We're here for November. We are rocking it. I do want to introduce two of the baddest motherfucking people that I have met from Shy since being in Florida. The first man who is definitely has probably I could dub Qui Gon to my Obi one. Um, a man who has probably more sage knowledge than all of the other three combined. Ladies and gentlemen, the person who mixes the theme song for SRO TV podcast, Foresight. Say hello to the people, Foresight. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I appreciate the introduction. Yeah. I feel like the resident old head now on the pod. <laughs> the you actually now have one. broken that record. Congratulations. Oh. Midichlorians is off the like. charts. <laughs> Yo, we can roll the dice and move the hand whenever we need. You are giving all of the fucking nerd representation to finally put my final infinity stone in my fucking gauntlet from the four Ooh. nerds, one podcast, my main motherfucking brother from the South side. Ladies and gentlemen, D-Truth the Professional. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. Feels good to finally speak on it on the Estabro TV podcast. Hell fucking yeah. Four Nerds, one podcast representing. Thank you for having me, man. Feels good. Yeah. Really looking forward to the show. Yeah. It's going to be fire. Me and Foresight, um, you know, I've peeped it a lot off air saying like, um, y'all should do some sort of Chicago connection in the South here and all that shit. We peeped your fucking album. Um, He fucking digs it. Um, I love your music. I have your music in several of my fucking playlists. I keep saying I need to come see you live on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm always fucking, you know, grinding on Tuesday nights, which sucks. But I will get there it's eventually. <laughs> it's a school night. No, I, I, I get it. It, it is a school you night. you know what? If you really want to get down, like, if you're, if you're really looking for anything to do during the week or on Tuesday, like the Ruby's Elixirs, uh, the Barefoot Jam, it is literally the best thing. It's the best Tuesday night out in the Tampa Bay area, bar none. So eventually, eventually, I'll see you there. I, I will be there. And live from New York, who's always on that empire state of mind, my right-hand man, my main compadre, my motherfucking twin flame, TV. Say hello to the people, TV. What's poppin', everybody? Foresight, D-Truth. Welcome, welcome. Pleasure to have you guys on here. Foresight, again, thank you for the amazing music. D-Truth, bro, you already know what it is. You already know. D-Truth's the man. Four Nerds, one podcast in here. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. We got to help. Finally, reality could be whatever I want it to be. (laughs) Have you acquired all the gems now? I have acquired all of the nerds, and I have an additional nerd here, and I feel the fucking power in my motherfucking veins. And I'm going to snap my inevitable. fingers to your fucking music all night long and create <laughs> mayhem. Oh, to even top that off and make a nice segue to uh, how everybody's week was and all that shit. I saw Eternals over the weekend. And uh, oh. not too shabby. Not the best Marvel film. I would put it in the same fucking category as Thor Dark World. Yeah, you could you could ow, definitely ow. skip over. Ow. But there's a lot of Easter eggs that hints to what's going to happen in you know this arc, and it's definitely you know you see that presence of what's being tied together if you've watched all of the Disney Plus series shows, which includes Loki, WandaVision, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, aka Captain America Two. Hawkeye's about to drop. They've wrapped up What If, even though What If was a cute little spin of what happened the last... What If was banging. What If was banging. I feel like you and I are the only people who liked it. Everybody else has their very, like... Yeah, Yeah, see? See, there's truth. Represented from another demographic of nerds. And I've heard on y'all's show that you are just, like, mixed reviews on it. And I respect that. What If is one of my favorite comic book lines. It actually is. And, like... You know, I like something of multiple timeline theories. This is one of them. And they had to do it in cartoon version, obvious reasons. But, you know, a lot of it makes sense of, like, you know, exactly how they put what if. Sure, it's tacky. But they were just literally (laughs) pulling off of everything from their former shit. So I saw Eternals. Um one thing I will spoil is that I fucking lost it 
the most exciting part was the first 15 minutes because they do the opening montage to time by pink floyd and when they always mm. fucking drop a song from my most favorite album of all time which is also tattooed on me um i i just feel a different type of way and that's probably the most excited i've been the fact that game of thrones is represented in it is like nonchalantly funny um shout out to kid harrington to actually being funny and we look forward to see what you're going to be in the near future that's all i'm gonna spoil so real quick round table tell everybody tell me about your week tv lay it down uh week was good you know again sorry guys we can't get you a show last week me and uh Espera both had some personal stuff we had to deal with fires have been extinguished and uh yeah man life is good just uh slaving away looking forward to the thanksgiving weekend so i can get a little bit of a reprieve and a break i got a wedding in a couple weeks um and yeah man all is good all is good no complaints over here true besides the cold I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we live here well seg- segueing yeah. from the cold uh i don't know if that part of uh of the pod is going to be put on but maybe the pre-pod i was talking about turning on my heat for the first time here in the the beautiful sunny tampa florida yeah i was like ah let me put it on 74 you know so it's been pretty chilly i saw your fucking instagram story where you went for a brisk walk on the river so oh, did you oh get- that's that's a run baby oh that's a run that's baby. your run <laughs> oh word beauty so- no yeah yeah so i uh so went on a wonderful wonderful run and i've been getting back into running um so uh three days this week uh i've been must be nice for in the mileage and so feels good doing that um, already told you about the Tuesday, um, the Tuesday jam, you know, uh, that, that happened last week. Y'all got to come out. Um, what else happened this week? What else happened this week? I've also had, uh, also had a show at Ruby's on Friday night. So Dope. every first Friday come to downtown St. Pete and you're there first Friday with, uh, too. Chris Walker. I am. Why the fuck I would I just there. fucking hit you up on first Fridays then? Fucking, oh, I got have a gang absolutely. of homies that fucking hit up get, uh, that shit. Oh, dude. Dude, come down downtown St. Pete, Ruby's, first Friday. Yeah. There, there, we're, there is getting Astral Worldy in there. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like asses too and soon. elbows. Too like, oh, soon, shit, truth. Right. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I think yeah. it's too soon. I'm not doing a syringe you know out in fucking Ruby's. <laughs> not oh, about oh, that, that life. <laughs> Do, do you guys know the comedian life. Sam Morrill? He had a he had one interesting joke. He was like, "Yeah, um, it's like yeah, I went to this audition for this uh, Alec Baldwin movie, and oh man, I think uh, I think I got the part if I want it. You know, I just need to know if I need to pull the trigger." And I... Oh my god, that was part of That's the pre pod, and I guess it's no, gonna have to make wasn't. bloopers. <laughs> we'll try to make it happen it, foresight um i am still gravely disappointed i missed your show i'm i'm very oh I'm, it's all I'm, I'm, I'm a, it's not you have the you powers have that be work commitments it's all good no uh, i hate my work commitments i just i hate working we all hate working <laughs> i hate this fucking Yo, thing that we have to work. establish to the man so that we can enjoy this thing we call life just want this thing to monetize and then me and all my homies could fucking, you know, enjoy life here in Florida, not like the old people, so I could flick off the old people all the time. Now I'm <laughs> reciting everything from a Slim Shady single and I don't give a fuck. 
Now I'm interrupting everything that Foresight's saying anyway because he's dropping his remix and spin this anyway. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Bars. Wow. I don't have them. I'm not easy E, truth. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. <laughs> I had a fucking 99 staying. I didn't know how to put it down that way. Did you have the 5 0? No. Then you didn't have it. I had the bitches. I didn't have the money because I was always poor. But I knew how to drink with the rest of them. That's about it. <laughs> there you go. But that's what I'm talking about, man. You had work. The drinking will come. It's all good. Now, the week was crazy. Tis the uh, season. Did the one year anniversary party at Paddy Wagon in Dunedin. So, again, in the Tampa area. Tampa SAP, Clearwater, whatever you want to call it these days. Sarasota the now is getting lumped in. Uh, one year party was huge. Great time. Uh, shout out to Paddy Wagononi and Frank and his whole team up there. They're fantastic. My week is still ongoing. Oh, I mean, your week is like 10 minutes away before becoming less than shit. The Chicago Bears are playing the. Pittsburgh Steelers, where is it? Pittsburgh or Soldier Field? I don't know. I'm it doesn't matter. The Bears Steelers. are going to lose. Um, it, Two it, seconds. It's, it's, at Pitt, it's at Pittsburgh. I'm watching the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, no, we're watching the Bulls. Right, right, D-Truth? We're watching the Bulls. Absolutely. No, I, I ain't going to lie. Fuck the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown, Tommy. <laughs> Touchdown, Tommy. You know, it, it, you know it, it feels good. It feels good to, it really does feel good to be on the sports uh, cast. But really, um, yeah, NFL, it's, it's not really my bag. And everyone's like, oh, man, oh, Bears, we're going to be so good. Oh, man, Justin Fields. Uh, and But I've been boycotting for a while. Uh, soapbox, insert that in there. But, yeah, eh, a lot of people were excited. But eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But fuck the Bears. I feel like a lot of Bears fans are regular, are like have been like relegated to that. It's like I literally am not gonna watch the Bears until fucking Nagy is fired. Mm-hmm. Like I have a couple friends up here who are Bears fans, and they've literally said that like I'm not watching Bears football until Nagy is fired. Like I'm not watching. That is it. the collective Which, agreement, especially people I, I who are my Chicago kin and support the show. And um, again, uh, for the ones who still consider me a traitor, I'm talking to you, John Devers. Um, I still watch from afar because, you know, I know the suffering is great for all Bears fans everywhere. And that's not trying to rub their nose in it. It's just the fact that it's just, you saw this wonderful draft pick made. And even um, Finkel pointed it out when he was on the pod in October. It's just like, why would you come here and waste your time? And that's always the endless battle of when talent is supreme at the Bears. It's just they just don't know how to use it at the right time, and it is unfortunate. But again, that's why we wanted to talk about the Bulls, because despite the Bulls losing their past two games, that is the one surprising concept of how the NBA season has fucking began. And the last time we actually talked about, you know, NBA tip off with it happening, I want to say three weeks ago, so maybe two shows ago, um, 
you know, I threw all the hard ball questions at TV, the native basketball head on the pod. And um, first things first, TV, again, uh, you have to give your elevator pitch to D-Truth on why we couldn't fucking re- resurrect the fucking basketball league. Okay, so a, a couple here things. A couple things here. First of all, like I explained to D-Truth earlier, the reason why the NBA, ba- why the fantasy basketball podcast league was not instilled this year is because I'm a dumb shit. That's number one. Number two, I would like to point out that the majority of the things that we talked about tip off of the NBA season outside of the Lakers hot start, I was correct on. I said, yeah, watch out for the Bulls. I said the Golden State Warriors are the biggest sleepers in the Eastern Com- in the Western Conference by far. And listen, I told you, the Chicago Bulls, I think, had the best offseason outside of, you know, Personally, but on maybe this is objective opinion. This is an objective opinion. The I think the Miami Heat made great moves, but Chicago made the most best moves, going out and getting Demar Derozan, who is averaging twenty seven points a game right now, which is fucking insane. Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso to go alongside Zach Levine and Nikola, Nikola Vucevic, who you who you guys got last year. The Bulls are scary. The Bulls are scary, and I think what you're really seeing is. The East, I think, is the deepest it's been in in years. In years, it's the deepest. When you look at the Bulls, like the top five in the East right now, the only the real only crazy surprise is the Wizards, who've been playing fantastic. But that's not going to last, right? The Bulls are tough. The Nets are tough. The Heat are tough. As soon as Ben Simmons stops being an asshole and finally gets traded from the 76ers, they've been playing fantastic even without Milwaukee's dragging dick. And this M- Milwaukee won a championship last year. Well, yeah, we don't have to get on their know, case. Oh. It's just they, you know, it's the si- Bulls lost back to back. Milwaukee's lost back to back, but it's still fucking early. I mean, the Lakers it's are finally early. clicking because games. LeBron's we're back. We're ten games in. Yeah, right. So th- there is still a shit ton of basketball right. to play. Right. So it's you know Boston has looked really bad. Milwaukee has looked really bad. Atlanta has looked really bad. And this you can find the same thing in the Western Conference. Whoops. The Lakers have looked terrible. You know, I, this, listen, they've looked awful. Um, the Timberwolves, everybody was excited about the Timberwolves because they won, they won their first game. They've looked awful since then, you know. And Portland is a 500 team right now. The Clippers aren't going to have Kawhi Leonard for the majority of the year, you know. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be an interesting year. And I'm telling you, man, I really fucking like the Bulls. I don't like to say it, but I. Oh, really like you hate to say it. Oh, like you say. hate I mean, you're not to say it. Costs, that's going to be the We're Miami. Heat. I mean, that's going to be no, Miami. No, actually, Heat. I don't think yeah. we're going to win these. I gotta. I, I don't think Miami's going to win it. No way. Oh no. Okay. No way. Number number two offense and defense in the league right now is the Miami Heat. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. We will get our no, no. I don't want to hear that shit. No, no heat, are, heat are nasty. Heat are nasty, and I gotta send this podcast to my homie Jacob Meziani, who, who bet me, bet me the the fifty spot that that. So I bet that Bulls would be seven seed or higher for the fifty dollars, and like. You know the preseason. You're getting that money. Easy money. <laughs> oh, I'm That's a good bet. Getting that money. That's I, a great bet. I should have bet three hundred dollars. And oh, he was talking so much shit. But I do agree. I think that the Bulls easily, easily had the best, the best off season. And we're gonna see. 
we're going to see how things play out. There's still a shit ton of basketball left to play, but the Bulls are very scary, and I don't think that anybody is going to want to see them. And I know a lot of people were talking about, oh, my God, with the Suns and, you know, their run to the finals and, you know, how Chris Paul and Dever Booker brought back the mid-range game. Like, dude, if you see this dude DeRozan, like, he is a monster now that he is here, and he is fucking draining Jays you got from every elbow. And two guys, yeah, Bulls are not in the top ten in scoring with Levine and DeRozan. Bro, do not sleep on the Ball family finally gracing the madhouse on Madison. Do not sleep on the fact that Benny the Bull is fucking simping the Ball brand. We are gonna sleep on the fact that fucking. The ball's oldest child is going to compete with his youngest brother of being an all-star in the East. Mm. And that's like that we haven't seen that kind of competition from relatives, I don't think, ever in the NBA. And that's going to be exciting to see. I mean, the Bulls have the talent, all the right talent, to fucking bring it. And I believe in all of it. I really, really do. Yeah, unlike the unlike the Bears, the Bulls are generating some real, real excitement. And it's, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about, uh, and maybe TV, it's like, all right, you know, the Knicks, you know, they're they're finally going to be relevant this year. We'll, we'll see. But, like, the Bulls, like, I have been waiting for a relevant contender Bulls squad for maybe a decade. And I am very – Easily a decade. I am very, very Easily. happy. Easily a decade. I mean, you're talking pre-injury Derrick Rose was the last time the Bulls were, like, really this dangerous where they could absolutely make some noise in the playoff. And, like, listen, the Knicks, I feel like people were like, oh, like, the Knicks are just all hype. I think the Knicks have a great, like, core group of guys. Like, the Knicks have a great – have a good team as far as their players. But when you look at star power, you need guys like a Zach Levine and Alonzo Ball, and uh, DeMar DeRozan. Because those dudes, the professional scores. Like, that's exactly what those guys... I mean, Alonzo Ball is probably top 10 point guards in the NBA. No no doubt about yeah. it. Right? And when you look at the rest of their team, DeMar's a great passer. Alex Caruso's a good passer. Zach Levine's a good passer. And listen, I know I, know I kept talking about all their offseason acquisitions, but dude, Zach Levine's a bad man. Dude, Zach, Zach Levine can truth. ball, but, bro. So, here's my question for you, TV. Like in Chicago, when the Bulls sure. are good, especially as the old head here grew up during the MJ, Scotty, Horace Grant. Hold your feet. Hold your feet. I came out the womb wearing Jordans. I, I, get, <laughs> I get it. Like, hey, 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 hey. I had my first drink of – all right. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, well, I had a wine. I had some wine. I had some alerts. I, I, TV, TV, we got to feed you some Malort sometime. This is my question. It's an experience. It's incredible. Life changer. It's a rite of passage. It is. But TV, here's my question. What are you saying, Forsyth? Gets behind the Bulls when the Bulls are good, the Bears, Cubs, and White Sox, a little bit different. Are New York fans more hyped? right now about the Nets should Kyrie come back or the Knicks? No. The Knicks. Knicks are hype right now. The Knicks. 
And here's why. The reason is, is because when the Nets made those acquisitions, I mean, I'm talking like go back two years ago when they first got Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Forget about James Harden, right? It was – the expectations were there immediately. And the Nets are still like – even their time in Jersey and things like that, they're still comparatively a young franchise to the Knicks. Like what D-Truth was saying about the Knicks being relevant, it's kind of a similar situation because the Knicks haven't been relevant since Melo was there. But even when Melo was there, nobody was picking that team to win a championship. Melo winning a scoring title did not guarantee the Knicks winning a championship. When 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 the Garden is alive, the whole city gets behind the Knicks. It's just the way it's the way it is. They're, listen, people in Brooklyn are gonna are gonna root for Brooklyn. And, you know, the, 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 the fans that have given up on the Knicks franchise and went over to the dark side of the Nets are going to are gonna be there, right? But when the Knicks are good, Madison Square Garden is eaten. It really is. Like, there is – I've been to Knicks games when the Knicks are bad, and it's – You and me both. At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me and Maddie went, and we watched the Oklahoma City Thunder led by uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Higher than draft them. pussy. <laughs> thrash them. It's not fun, and it's not fun. But when the Knicks are, like, I'm really actually looking forward to going to a Knicks game this year, right? Because when they're playing good, I mean that crowd is absolutely electric. It's very, it's comparable, I would say, to like the Madhouse on Madison, mm-hmm. right? When what what I'm saying is is this is a town that you know it's a little bit different in the northeast and you guys can explain this from the midwest perspective as well right like is football a big deal yes however it's fucking cold up here right so once baseball we season's over <laughs> we play the inside sports and listen basketball is a huge cultural thing in new york it really Weird. is like that's why you drive down new york city there's a park on every single corner you know what i'm saying so the, I think right now the more hype is around the Knicks because the Knicks are like that upstart because they've been bad for so long. Yeah, as like, the Bulls the Nets, have been bad for yeah. so long. Yeah, but the difference between the as Knicks the and the Bulls is that you have multiple titles. That's the difference. Correct. The Nick, the Knicks have not won a title since 1974, 75, something like that. Long fucking time. You know, and Kyrie is an asshole. You know, so <laughs> Kyrie I, is an I'm asshole, bro. <laughs> is Kyrie next one the championship? Kyrie gets a lot of shit. Listen, right, and justifiably li- so. Listen for all of his publicity, he getting he's getting around, bro. I don't give a fact fuck. But it, is <laughs> like, it not ever since you gave us Uncle Drew, you're like Aaron fuck Rogers y'all. Sitting in right now. Oh. There's you know not enough you know time and pod. To f- like, if you got to compare what's, Kyrie what's funny and Aaron Rodgers, a little bit. Sure. Uh, okay. I, I, look, no. look. Everybody thought John Mulaney was going to, you know, troll everybody saying like, hey, I knocked up fucking Aaron Rodgers, bitch. And he's like, oh, you guys think that's funny? Watch this. I'm going to troll all of you. Yes, I'm unvaccinated. And that, that's already fucking, you know, caused a shit storm already. And it's just like, how do we know this man isn't going to fucking play another down of football? You know, someone's going to speak out against him. Somebody in the org. It doesn't matter if this player is high profile or anybody else. But so I, I, listen, I have two things here. Number one, I think the different the difference is is the NFL does not mandate vaccines, right? Neither does the NBA, but certain franchises in certain cities do mandate it. We have said this right? on the show prior. So. 
we said this on the show, we talked about this, right? So that's that's the difference, right? And people are saying Aaron Rodgers lied. He didn't lie. He said he was Im- immunized, which... My whatever. fucking conspiracy right. theory oh. is, is that this is the primary reason why he was being so fucking shady over the summer. Because he was dealing how to fucking orchestrate this bomb when he sets it off. When it fucking happened. That's my theory. I'm telling you, go watch... Go watch the SNL skit, the SNL opening from last weekend. Pete Davidson is a mwah, chef's kiss Aaron Rodgers. This shit is hilarious. I, I fucking Th- This is my thing. Is The Nets are still 7-3 and three without Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant is still the best offensive player in the league. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Point blank period. He's the best offensive player in the league. And he's going to do what he needs to he's do. He's going to do the do. Right? The Nets cannot have the Nets cannot have Kyrie Irving for the whole year and they're still going to go to the playoffs. And they could honestly still go to Eastern Conference Finals. Are they going to go to the finals without Kyrie Irving? I don't know about that. But listen, it's it's going to be if anybody What I don't understand, what I don't understand is is when does Brooklyn start finding Kyrie Irving the After way Christmas. that Philly is finding After Christmas. Simmons? After Christmas, we'll that's my bet. <laughs> and I want to incline the question as this is the first episode in November of 2021 of who has the munchies? D-Truth and Foresight. And we can answer the question respectively. How many times have you turned to the one fucking tune about the fucking old lady at the church service, listing everything that she makes for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yo, I, I saw one meme. Uh, I, I saw one meme. It's like, uh, it's like, yo, who the fuck is gonna, you know, who the fuck is gonna stop Mariah Carey in the that all I want for you? It had a picture of the fucking church lady, <laughs> Pastor Shirley. That's who, motherfuckers. The best Dude, adaptation that, that I know Truth is talking about was the one from Thor Ragnarok, where <laughs> yo, it was fucking. Um, what's Kate Blanchett's character's name again? The fucking god of death. You're fucking spilling the munchies. I'm spilling everything. What the fuck is that? Oh my God! Truth, truth. <laughs> yes, that was me. No, no, that was that was me. That oh, was me. TV. <laughs> oh, that was me. Yo, put some respect on Pastor. You are my fucking Huckleberry. God damn it! Don't you dare put. You better put some fucking respect on Pastor, Pastor Shirley's Shirley. Name. Is she still alive? Uh, I don't know. Do you think her and Patty Labelle are in the same circle. sewing circle? Yeah, I put some shit on D Truth. <laughs> you know what, man? I, I will I will say, like those those sweet potato pies, like yo, that's like a it's like a cheat code. It's like, not even yams yeah, anymore. Like, it's yeah, not. She, she really scored one. She really scored one with that. Yeah. And like and they got a really good distribution too. Like I was seeing them like in the Walmart. I was like, damn. I'm right. in distribution. <laughs> I'm like yeah, Atlantic. <laughs> 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 Fucking Patty LaBelle is Rick Ross. <laughs> That'd be remember when fucking Family Guy. Remember when fucking Family Guy 
fucking does that shit with Ricky Martin and Jewel being the same fucking person in the 90s. Could you have... You know, just just so we're clear, Pastor Shirley is still alive. Bless her. Fuck yeah, dot yeah. com. Yes. Fuck yeah. She's what born in thirty eight. Hell yeah. Released uh, released uh, you name it hashtag you name it challenge in two thousand sixteen. Peak position on the U.S. chart number fifteen. That's fucking oh, crazy. Wait, <laughs> wait. There, there's an actual there's an actual there's song. An actual song. Oh god. DJ Swade the remix God featuring Shirley Shirley Caesar. That's her oh, full oh, name. Shirley C. Oh, yeah. shit. D-Truth. Oh, man. I'm about to change that to my fucking... Ringtone? Change that to my ringtone this this season. Fuck that. D-Truth. Oh. What up, baby? Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Foresight. You absolutely can. Can I kick it? Of course. Fucking TV. <laughs> can I kick it? I'm not going to say no. Ah, shit. Well, I'm gone. Can I kick it to let everybody know that D-Truth has to fucking roast some white people on the concept that they're fucking up Thanksgiving and they go with Pastor Shirley, who's listening to the fucking (laughs) recipe, who's throwing it back to our face that we have to keep it at our Thanksgiving. Truth. Yo, it's the worst bars on the planet, but I need you to fucking like <laughs> lay it down. No, actually- Ladies and gentlemen, this will be the first and last time Espro ever freestyles on the Espro no, TV No, that podcast. was actually kind of dope. Ooh, <laughs> Did you freestyle that? I gotta know. Yes. That, that, that was not bad. I can't. Damn, I don't dude, know if I should keep that. I'm like, like you I said, I'm, I'm, I'm well, easy without now. the drugs. It's on the fucking record. Right. It's right there. I see it. I have to put it on the record. I don't give a fuck if it makes the show. You're sending me that so I can sample the fuck. That's cool. Man. That's fantastic. So, so white white people. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Roll it back. Start over. <laughs> Roll it back. All right. All right. So yeah, y'all y'all white people in, in your Thanksgiving. Honestly, in my life, like white people have actually <laughs> cross up. Uh, there's a lot of white people in my life that cook very, very, very well. So, so good job, white people in my life. However, Stop <laughs> capping, Daryl. You're <laughs> no, 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 However, no, hey, hey, man, I can only, I can only give you my life as it is. However, not every white person. <laughs> there, there's been a couple white people, and you know, honestly, honestly, Esther, bro, like. As a black person, you're not going to go to any white Thanksgiving like that. That's too much pressure. It's like it's a whole it's a whole to do deciding where you're going to go for Thanksgiving. Like you're not even going to go to a white person. You're not even going to go to a white person. You have to decide like it's already determined where I'm going for Thanksgiving. And spoiler alert, uh, who's cooking? They're not white. However, uh, I went to one white Thanksgiving I went to one white Thanksgiving and it actually was not bad except except for the mac and cheese. And this is a very, very, very huge cardinal sin. Like it's black. It's in the black Bible. Like if you're not fucking up that mac and cheese, if you don't have the fucking boss ass mac and cheese, don't even like don't even don't even do that. It was absolutely fucking horrible, and I think I think all the white people they didn't really care, but 
I don't think they know, but they fucked up my whole they fucked up my whole Thanksgiving 2014. And it was absolutely it was absolutely fucking infuriating. And I make an incredible mac and cheese. I'm making mac and cheese. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and like and, and and you know what? It's not even their fault. It's my fault. It's my fault for going there on Thanksgiving. Cause like you gotta vet the mac and cheese. Like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be given the stamp by somebody that you trust. I went in there 2014. I ain't gonna say who it was because I ain't trying to put y'all on blast. But I went in there not knowing that's that's not that's getting almost eight years ago, Dietrich. That, that's that impacting. It, it it was that fucking it was that impactful because like you know shout out to uh shout out to my grandma Doris rest in peace like I got the mac and cheese recipe from her and my auntie Karen she's keeping it alive like growing up like so mac and cheese is my favorite food to eat like bar any food like pizza is cool like fried chicken or like I don't know what y'all favorite food is but mac and cheese when I was six years old I would eat four plates of this shit and everybody be like oh my god oh daryl oh you you fucking hungry ass bitch like i take the shit serious i don't even like when my yams touch the shit like it's okay but i like to have the isolation i like to appreciate the mac and cheese solely in its glory so going to that thanksgiving in 2014 where that shit was less than stellar really fucked me up you know and and it was a white person. And I'm not going to hate on Velveeta. Like, Vel- like if the Mac is good. What, what's wrong with classic good, cheese? You know, but like. Get them. <laughs> no, Get the shit can taste fire. And I've had Mac and cheeses with Velveeta. But like, you got to get your cheese ratio right. Like, and it can't. It tasted like it was like all Velveeta. And it was too. It was too. It was too fake. Like I really feel like, I really feel like Velveeta is kind of like performance enhancing drugs if you use just like a little bit of it. But like if you, like you know, it's kind of it's kind of PEDs because it really tastes like crack. But not if that's like your whole shit. And like it was, it was not, it 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 was not what's up. And that really fucked me up. And don't ever do that again, white people. White people, you're saying is Mark McGuire of mac and cheese. Get get yourself some real cheese. Get yourself some real cheese, man. And so don't do that. Don't do that to a black person. That's like quick, quick, quick shorthand. Top five cheeses that needs to be in the mac and cheese. Uh, Go. You know, so I really think that like there's a lot of different bags of cheddar. Like there's a lot of cheddars. So really... Like, honestly, like, I've made a lot of mac and cheeses with, you know, you get your sharp, you get your extra sharp, your miles, your Wisconsin, your your age white. Like, you can really go ham with just cheddars. So, really, cheddars are God. But Gruyere, you know, I add, you know, I add about a quarter, quarter Gruyere in there for mine. You know, you know, half sharp, half uh, aged white, you know, but I'm really... I'm really Cheddar's and, and Gruyere, you know. Now, honestly, like, there's a lot that you can. Do. You don't got no P Jack in that. Uh, you can get some P Jack. You can get some Colby. I really don't fuck when people like, like, don't you don't you don't need mozzarella. Mozzarella is a waste of time. 
Some, some Leave the Italians to the Italians, and TV could vouch for all of us here that processed mozzarella is the death of every Italian American. No, I'm about to say I'm fucking Italian. My mom don't never put fucking mozzarella yeah. mac and cheese. Not Negative. Never. 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 I, I've, I've seen some Not recipes me. and I've heard of it. That's it, it's, it's a waste of time. Like mozzarella is it's cool, but not not for the mac and cheese. Not when the cheese is like the this is what I'm coming to the dish for. Like I don't think mozzarella is that cheese. You know, but um, definitely cheddar. Definitely, you know, you can get some Kobe Jack in there. You can get some pepper Jack in there. You know, you can get some a little bit of Gruyere in there. Get a little funky. That's pretty. That's pretty much where where I live. I love it. I love every bit of it. I love the concept that you are just making sure that this is something that is more appreciated. I I don't want to play this card, but I actually learned this the hard way. I would have thought that either okra or collard greens would be a must staple so that white people need to be put in check. However, I have learned that the two are actually for summer dishes when it comes to that major soul food. So the mac and cheese, I stand by this 100%. Why people need to replace it with scalloped uh, potatoes. Scalloped potatoes, because no, if you don't, don't have... They need to learn how to make mac and cheese. They don't need to learn to make scalloped potatoes. They need to learn how to fucking scallop make mac and cheese properly. Right. I, I'm glad... I'm, yeah, you know, I'm scalloped potatoes are, are, are gas, but... Yeah, like... You gotta make mac and cheese. You gotta make mac and cheese... Well, mashed potatoes yeah. is a must. It's you not going anywhere. mashed potatoes and scalloped potatoes. I mean, not you when you get like potato. <laughs> learn how to make fucking mac and cheese. See, but the Detroit just said it. If you have mashed potatoes, where's mac and cheese? Yeah. Fuck exactly. the scalloped potatoes. It's Listen, there are three things at Thanksgiving dinner you don't fuck up, right? I don't give a fuck what else on the plate. Turkey, mac and cheese, we're good. You will take yeah. mac and cheese over everything I'll else. I'll take mac fuck and cheese yeah. over everything Cranberry. Else. I fuck her cranberry. Pumpkin give me, pie. Give me the pasta. Gravy. The cheese. <laughs> the roux, if you know how to fucking really do wow. it. Wow. Right. Oh, you, oh, you, you said roux. Exactly. Yo. You got, Yo. Yo. My man. <laughs> we are so good right Absol- now. And like, honestly, man. Mac and cheese is more important than a turkey. I think turkey might be the most overrated Thanksgiving food that exists. Wow. The only reason people make fucking turkey on Thanksgiving is because they feel like they have to. And everybody everybody who drops a fucking ham on Thanksgiving, the ham is the shit. Ham and mac. And mac and cheese is two A. It's Jordan and Pip. I don't, I don't know if you can say Jordan Pip every now. I don't know if you read Scotty's book or not. But anyway, um, here's the thing, right? Like, and and but the one thing foresight hit the nail on the head. Like, no one gives a fuck about the turkey, right? Like, you could you could burn the shit out of your turkey as long as you got fire mashed potatoes, fire mac and cheese, and fire stuffing. No one gives a shit. I've been there, TV, haven't I? With the we Thanksgiving have, fucking massacre. Go back to the third or fourth episode of the Thanksgiving massacre. You can hear all about that. You need that. to hear the first 30 minutes of that as we, you know, approach the fucking anniversary of that. Is that you? Is, it, is that trained by you, homie? The train is me. God the train is damn, me. son. Yeah, Where the fuck you find this? <laughs> damn, son. But now, damn, son. Where'd you find this? I, I love how... We got you finally on the show, D-Truth. 
It's been absolutely it's been a, it's phenomenal. It's been a long time coming, man. It's been a long yeah, time bro. coming. Everybody, make your mac and cheese right. You know, love what you love. Continue to have the conversations on the social media. Go ahead and share your thoughts. You know, let let anybody and everybody come challenge your thoughts. And don't be afraid to change your opinions. You know, Proposal you, you to have new, wings new replace turkey entirely. Oh, dude, absolutely. Fucking literally. Like, turkey is trash. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm chilling with the ham. You give me a honey-baked ham on Thanksgiving with all, all the fixings on the side, I'm chilling. I don't even need turkey, honestly. I hate ham on holidays. I really do. I'm ham not a really, fan. Dude, the best I'm ham not is a really fan. consistent. Like, I, it, it's yeah. really hard to just fuck up the ham. I mean, I guess it's... Like, ham is really consistent, and it tastes all right. Like, but turkey... You really have to know what you're doing to not make the turkey dry. Dry turkey, dry turkey is the worst meat that you can. A hundred, like hands down. A hundred. A lot of people really don't know the sauce for making a juicy turkey. Yes, yeah. bro. Did you not come to my friend's giving last year because you were like the turkey I had earlier was lame as fuck? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? You're like, I want a real meal. I told you, make sure you have a leg aside because you I need one. cancel turkey. <laughs> cancel turkey. We could cancel Let's turkey. Bring in the Yo, ham. To be honest, the my favorite part about the, <laughs> my favorite part about the turkey on Thanksgiving is make a sandwich with it yes. the next day. That's the that's the ticking time clock. You have a fucking week before that meat goes bad. No, you have three days. So next I'm week. eating turkey sandwiches every day. You actually have three days to go to the doctors. Uh, I'll be. I ain't gonna tell you how long I eat it. I crank it for a week. If you tell me it's longer than that truth, then you should consult the doctor. Sick on the bitch. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Oh man, there, there's something tells me you've been done that more than once. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, uh, but like, I think with the with the turkey sandwich, um, the days after, I think that um, I think that you're you're adding some sauce. I'm I'm lathering barbecue sauce all over it, so you you have a little less, you got a little more room for error. It's like all right, it's gonna be dry, but I'm gonna like sauce it up and throw some more juices on there, you know. But like, just dry, like fresh dry turkey is just yeah. Part no, of me no, wants no. to give you the widest like fucking difference. response and be like mayo, bitch, <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> Nah. Mayo fucks it up on, on, a, on a turkey sandwich. Though. I don't, that shit is gas. Listen, here's the thing. I, the way I do it is every day I'm making a different type of turkey sandwich, right? Maybe like one, like the day after Thanksgiving, I'm probably doing like a turkey with some cranberry sauce uh, on that bitch. That, that's the win. You know what that's I mean? Maybe a little stuffing. Who knows? Next day, throw a little mac and cheese on the turkey sandwich. What the fuck not? What are we here for, right? <clears throat> like, the um, Asian local on this uh, podcast has chimed in to say Asian... Uh, turkey Thanksgiving fried rice out of leftovers on Black Friday for Listen, discount. Five dollars a dish. I'm all there with that. Yeah, Count me that in. Sounds all right. Never had it, but sounds all right. The old dirty turkey sandwich old day for Thanksgiving. Old, old dirty. Wu Tang is for the children. Well, while just, we're talking about wings uh, replacing yeah. them, which absolutely should happen. Uh, Esther, bro. And all of the rest of you Tampa Bay folks, you got to go to Kay's Kitchen. Have you been? It's the Harold's Chicken Clone here 
in uh, the Tampa Bay area. And, like, let me tell you, they do a very faithful reproduction of what Harold's got going on. Like, it tastes almost exactly the same. It is nuts. It doesn't matter about the chicken. The question is, as the Chicago person, is the mild sauce They got legit. the mild sauce, baby. It's it's legit. They got the mild sauce. You got spicy on. ketchup, homie. I'm down. We can uh, do this right now. Then come to my fucking spot. We're, I'm in. You need to throw a house party at my spot. Or you need to fucking consult on the fucking chicken sandwich wars. You need wars. to fucking throw a house party or I need to throw a house party. Fucking, I just, I should bring back the fucking ugly sweater party. Fucking, I gotta fucking make it happen on this shit. I hope TV can make it. I will. Detroit, you gotta bring all the all nerds to the fucking, you know, yep. uh, we're gonna bring back the ugly sweater party. I'm gonna fucking quit my job. And I'm going to throw the biggest Christmas party ever. You know what? All, all you need to do, throw a date. We'll make it happen. We're, we're going to make it happen. We're definitely going to make it happen. <laughs> I'm definitely about to turn on turn on these bulls. I don't, yeah, fuck turn that. on the bulls. The fucking why, bears why are sad. Ben, it, why is Ben Roethlisberger still playing football? Ben Roethlisberger, because he's like, huck it, chuck it, football. <laughs> Turn on the did, bulls for fuck. Does Foresight do all of the editing? No. Hell or, just, or he just did the music. He just did the music. <laughs> He's going to throw me like random shit once in a while. Like, hey, put this on the show. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the original well, song really is definitely going to close out all the time for sure. But he's just going to keep on throwing me samples to throw out for the beginning of the show so I can keep it fresh. Mm. 100. D Truth. Tell us where to find you everywhere and plug your shit because oh, we fucking jammed your shit before the show. And I do love your shit. I love listening to your shit. You're in multiple playlists, my dude. Plug oh, your appreciate shit. It, man. Appreciate it. You, you can find me a few places. You can find me. At, you can find me on four nerds, one podcast everywhere that you listen to this podcast. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, D-Truth underscore music. Um, you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, D-Truth the Professional. I just released SoundCloud. some new old music. Oh, you can find me on SoundCloud, Bandcamp. You can find me on all that shit, D-Truth the Professional. I released uh, some new shit, uh, The Best of D-Truth Tuesdays. It was a it was a one-song-a-week Song series that I did back in 2017. I got it remastered. I got a song we, with we, Izzy. We Takamono. fucking jammed the fuck out of that before the did show. Did you hear the song with Izzy Takamono? Oh, there's no, the, oh, I need that oh one. Izzy and I, Izzy and I got a track in his fucking heart. Just watch me. Wait, that in. that was the one you sent me in the DMs, right? Oh, uh, maybe I don't remember what I be. DMing. I got I got a pull for that one. We sent a lot of each other a lot of cool music. D Truth the Professional on all of the streaming services and come check me out every Tuesday night, downtown St. Pete, Ruby's. And I love you guys and dude, oh shit. This this is real. And I'm glad we finally did this. Fuck, Fuck yeah, bro. I'm so glad you're here. F- fucking happy as shit that when we get into the anniversary celebration of the pod where I let Chi Town represent, because that's everything where I am. And Absolutely. that leaves to the motherfucking girl of this fucking shit. Foresight, tell us where to find you and all that shit. 
hey, thanks for having me on, man. Um, yeah, the best way to get a hold of me uh, is on Insta. I'm trying to cut like all the extra socials down. Um, Insta at foresight underscore music. It's the number four S I T E underscore music on Insta, man. Thanks. I'm very glad that you had to come on the show. Um, it was a long time coming to have you on the show. We we were talking about so many fucking things beforehand. So that was that was the dope part. Again, Chi Town's in the house. And we're definitely on the fucking set list for uh the Madhouse on Madison and shit. <laughs> TV oh, that title. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. Congratulations. You fucking already pulled it out of my head. That was fantastic. That's why we're on the same fucking brain wavelength. Let's fucking go. TV, take us home. Thank you, everybody, for listening to... Damn, what fucking episode? 46. Episode 46 of the Esserbro TV podcast. We're coming up on one one year, so you guys stay tuned to all the socials at Esserbro TV pod on Instagram, at... What's the damn Twitter handle, Esther, bro? I always forget that. At ETV underscore pod, right? pod is there Twitter. There you go. At ETV underscore pod on Twitter. Like I said, at Esther, TV pod on Insta. Check us out. Go check out D-Truth. Go check out DJ Foresight. Guys, thank you for being on. D-Truth, thank you for all your insight, Foresight. Thank you for the music we put on the show every week. We appreciate you guys to no extent. And uh, yeah, man, looking forward to uh, another year of podcasting coming up soon, one-year anniversary. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, oh, by the way, the trend for today's show is every time you hear Chi-Town in the house, you got to take a shot. So good luck making through two and a half hours. The first one has to be Malort. The first one has to be Malort. If you don't do Malort, then you know you did it wrong and start the podcast all over again. Oh, this was some fucking good ass shit. I know we're going to have to make this uh special edition. And I know I said it for you, D-Truth. That's, that's what's up. Um, I want to take this time to tell everybody who has been with us this long that even if you're part of the 20 people that I make the fucking pun with that you have listened to week in, week out, I know it's the very beginning of something that, you know, I love talking with me and my friends. I don't care if this is like a small project that I have from, you know, what's a trend or anything else that matter. This is basically the current technology of how diaries work. So I don't care if this is five years from now, 25 years from now, past my death, 100 years from now, or there's some other database that has this where we reflect after the first year of the podcast ever being you know conceived that it has been a wonderful project uh everybody who's contributed have been some beautiful people i've said it before and i'll say it again if it wasn't for the four nerds i have never have been catapulted into this universe because i didn't think i would you know have the dedicated time to do it but i've made it happen and i haven't been able to do it without the support of my friends that includes d truth a professional and foresight and um the main fucking rock that i've had for almost half a year of my life with tv um thank y'all everybody for being a part of the espro tv podcast um this is the first year that we've had it 
the next episode is going to be pretty fucking special. We have this episode definitely uh, pretty hefty for everybody to listen to. We may split it up for you in the middle of the week so you have uh, some rest and all that shit because we definitely have a lot of juice that we want to talk about here. From everybody here, my name is Maddie. Thank you all. We'll see you all next time.